Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast. Uh, my name's Andy Bell. I'm here with Luke Niblock. Luke, how's it going? It's going well. It's been a little while since we obviously recorded the last one, but um, I think we're starting to get closer to that Germany game now. We're thinking about maybe some transfers that have happened over the summer. I think this is going to be a transfer special yep. that you mentioned. yeah, Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, this is the first time that we, we've actually been able to do a podcast without the shackles of either a preview or a review of a match that's uh, either been or is to come. So uh, I thought what we'd do, three weeks until Germany, uh, transfer window has slammed shut, to use a cliche that Jim White likes. Yes, he does to like use that. use every yep. year. Um, <laughs> so uh, I thought w- there's eight or nine Northern Irish players who have, um, who have moved clubs this summer, uh, some of which that were already, we've talked about maybe already, because they were done maybe in the January before, such as like Jordan Jones was a pre-contract thing. Yes. Uh, but we're just going to talk about those and we're going to maybe give our opinion on those transfers. And after we've sort of chatted about it, say whether we think that's a good, bad, or wait-and-see move for the players. Sounds so, good. Ready to go? Yep, sounds All good. All right, we'll start with our favourite, Jordan Jones. Yes. 24 years old. His contract ran out with Kamarnock last season, so he has joined Stephen George Rangers. Um, so he's he's actually he's something, somebody we can talk about in the sense that he's actually played a few games already with Rangers being in the Europa League qualifiers, so um, they've just progressed to the, the playoff round, so they've already played six games in Europe. Uh, they just played again today in the Scottish League Cup, and they're two games into the prem- Scottish Premiership season as well, uh, both of which they've won. Um, so it's been a good start for him. Now, he obviously hasn't started every game, especially with the whole Thursday-Sunday um, routine. We, we see a lot of managers, even in the Premier League, yeah. do a lot of rotation with that. Um, so, you know, Jones, uh, they've, got, they've also got Che Ojo uh, from Liverpool, who Gerard rates highly. Um, they've got Scott Arfield, yeah, of um, course. Greg Stewart, all the, like really good wingers mm-hmm. at Rangers. So there's a lot of competition for him. Uh, but when he's played, actually, the uh, the Rangers fans seem to have really liked him. And I know Gerrard came out and said last week that uh, I think it was a tie against Mitchelland, um, when they where they won four two in Denmark. Yeah, and he was playing and he got an assist in that game. And it, apparently, he was just absolutely brilliant on the break. Mm-hmm. And Gerrard actually said, you know, I think he's announced himself as a Rangers player now. So this is a guy that's going to get games for what I believe to be a good manager at a good level potentially playing in Europe as well so yeah what do you think of that transfer well obviously he's one that you're keeping a close eye on because I think he's really excited us over the past few I mean months as Northern Ireland fans um, he's really really kind of lit up Windsor Park quite a few times and so you want him to be at a club that's probably going to play a decent brand of football they're going to be an attacking side and I think Rangers are certainly going to supply that for him I think the only question mark we'd obviously have on it is the minutes, but like you say, I mean, it's pretty good to have competition like that, first competition from exciting wingers like Rangers have. And I mean, I've already seen some good things that, that Jared said about him. I've already seen some things he's done in games, highlights, where you see some really good deliveries he's putting in from the from the left-hand yeah, side, coming in on his right, as well. taking corners. Which, I mean, yeah. you can see his deliveries. I think his deliveries is going to keep getting better. And I think if we can play a good few games for the Rangers, I th- he's just going to improve even more. He's still got the years ahead of him. You know, he's 24 perfect age for this move I think for him and it's the right kind of step up he's going to play some European games he'll play in big Scottish games again he's, he's used to that so hopefully he'll develop as a player there and I think Jared will really kind of mold him into something pretty special on the wing you know I really kind of think you do that I think uh, one of the things I would say on it is playing for Rangers he, in playing for Kilmarnock uh, last year I know they actually did quite well and they ended up finishing third but generally you know with the Scottish Premiership you see you think Rangers, Celtic, maybe Aberdeen, and then like a drop off yeah. to all the teams they should beat. So, yeah. for example, when Rangers are playing Celtic, uh, it's, it's going to be an end to end game. But pretty much anyone else that comes to the Ibrox, 
uh, it's it, they're going to sit in tight. They're going to sit. Whereas, yeah. so when he was at Kilmarnock, you know, he was pretty much always playing on the counter, mm-hmm. and he's sort of only really learning that way of playing. And obviously, with his pace and his, his trickery and his dynamism, he's always yeah. going to maybe look good for that team. But I think something that is important at this point in, at this point of his career is that in Europe, you know, Rangers aren't going to be one of the stronger sides. So maybe he will have to do a bit of playing on the break against Celtic in, yeah. in big games. He's going to have to play on the break, but he's also going to be, be able to learn like how he's going to have a lot of practice at like breaking down lesser teams like your St. Mirren's, your Hamilton's. Even in the cup today, they were playing East Fife, you know, yeah. on a tight pitch, uh, low block, yeah. a really defensive team. So I think you, he's yeah. going to get more, more variety. And like a manager like Steven Gerrard knows so much experience in that field as a player yeah. and even last season as a manager he's learned from uh, from certain games in Europe last year he's learned from certain games in the Scottish Premiership so yeah. I just think that's a good move and I think the variety that he's going to learn playing for him is going to be really important yeah I think I was going to mention that point if, when you're com- looking at the two managers he's got Michael coaching him and then he's also got Stephen Gerrard I mean I think looking at those two coaches a little bit, little bit different but both tactical managers I think they've both got something interesting to add to Jordan's game so it'll be really interesting to see kind of how he develops under both of their management yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. in conjunction with each other so that's an interesting one to look at and I think if I had to rate the transfer in terms of the rating system we're doing I'd say that's probably a good one yeah. um, obviously there's an element of wait and see to it but I, I like the transfer to me it's quite exciting there, all, there always is an element of wait and see to these because you know so many transfers are you know you, can, you can't really predict it it can either go really well or really badly or there just could be a clash between player and, and manager but so far, we've seen nothing like that. And ju- just uh, quickly on the point I was making before, you look at uh, the teams in our group right now, and, and obviously the group won't be so two extremes in Germany and Holland, Estonia and Belarus always for us. But especially now against Estonia and Belarus, he's gonna have to, he, he had to face a defensive side, break them down. Yeah. And against Germany and Holland, he's going to be playing on the break. So I just think the more practice he gets with that, uh, it's going to be really good. Definitely. I, I completely agree with you. I think it's yeah. a good transfer. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, next one is Connor Washington. Uh, 27 years old so he joined Sheffield United last year in the championship uh, a bit unlucky with that one actually because nobody actually expected Sheffield United to have the season they did yeah certainly not to get automatic promotion I mean a lot of the teams around that mid-table championship are always just thinking can we sneak sixth get into, yeah, the, playoff? get into the playoffs exactly yeah and um, so he got a bit unlucky in the sense that just everything came together for Sheffield United last year yeah they had Billy Sharp scoring goals yeah I think they bought in David McGoldrick was he playing last year McGoldrick I'm not 100% sure about that but he's playing at the minute in the Premier League for yeah. them yeah and they, they've obviously signed Cal, uh, Callum Robinson the, yeah. the other uh, Irish guy um, yeah. for, for a record yeah. fee I believe McBurney you know McBurney as well yeah. played yeah, yeah so they had, they had a lot of options and like Billy Sharp was just scoring goals every week in that yeah. league um, and he just wasn't really able to to make it mark he wasn't really given a chance no and um, so he barely played last year so he has made the move to hearts uh, in the scottish premiership now he's yep. played he's another one that's played a few games uh, so the the teams in scotland who don't play in europe playing like a group stage of the league cup type thing. yeah uh, so he's got a few games there didn't overly i don't think overly impressed certainly didn't score in the first few mm-hmm. games uh, but just uh, last week there on Friday night, he got his first goal from the penalty spot. And Hearts fans actually do seem to, to, to rate him. I mean, they've had they've had a pretty rough start to the season. Yes. But if you look on Twitter, you search Connor Washington's name, they'll say like, and maybe it is just because he's a new signing and they're giving him a chance. But they, they seem to be like happy enough with his, certainly his work rate and yeah. his performances. Certainly some positive th- things to say about him, yeah. yeah and and I, th- I think, you know, with Connor, once he gets one goal, maybe the goals will start to flow because he'll yeah. always make chances for himself with his yeah. running, with his work rate. So what do you think of that one? I think... On reflection, I'd look at this and I'd say it's like just to get my opinion in early. I'd say it's a good one because 
at Sheffield United, I mean, as soon as they got promoted, you knew they were going to get money in. They're going to look to bring strikers in because I think they're, they've always struggled for goals, really. In the Premier League, I think that's what they're going to struggle with. So they were always going to sign a couple of strikers. So I think in the context of it, it's a great one for him. He needed to get away to play some football. You know, there was no way he was going to play regular football at all if he was to stay at Sheffield. And I don't think they were looking to keep him anyway. So I think going to Hearts, it's an interesting one. You know, obviously Scotland, we're used to our players, you know, playing and go over there in that league. And I think he, he could probably settle to the way that league that league works as well. You know, similar to Jordan Jones, he can kind of settle with that team. It's an interesting one. Who, I don't know who's managing. Uh, Craig Levine. Now. Right, Craig Levine still there at Hearts, yeah. So I think another manager with loads of experience, if he can maybe get a few goals, like you say, get a bit of confidence... I think he's, he's a confidence player. He's one of those guys, he always work hard, but if he can add some goals, I think he can really develop as well as a player. And well, he's 27, is he? Yeah, 27. Yeah, that's a, not a bad age as well, you know, for Washington. I think he's someone who's always going to be in and around the setup that Michael's got, you know, because he offers something just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a positive one for me, for, for Connor. I mean, what's your thoughts on yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think I think it's a good one as well. I always, uh, I'm a bit sceptical just because it's hard, it's hard to like gauge the level of the Scottish Premiership compared to well obviously we know it's it's a lower quality than the premiership certainly is it even a lower quality than the championship could mm. you know you always have in the back of your head could he have gone to a low level championship maybe team, yeah. be playing against maybe better defenders every yeah. week but i think he is going to come up against a good opposition in the in the scottish premiership i mean celtic and rangers regularly qualify for europe every year yeah aberdeen um kilmarnock are there you know these are all these are these well. are all good sides these yeah. are all like solid defenses and it's not he's not going to find it easy, easy over there you know i hope he can go there and score 20 goals but it's tough to know. Um, yeah. So maybe there is a bit of me that thinks maybe could he have stuck it out in England for another season, but maybe from his perspective, he's just thought, you know what, new country, yeah, new he's league, done that. completely Let's new challenge. Let's try something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say good one yeah, for that. I think but not good. quite as convinced as I am over okay. the Jones one. Fair enough. Next one uh, was a deadline day one. 29-year-old uh, yeah. Josh McGuinness going from Bolton where he had a bit of a nightmare last season, scored three goals, and got three goals and one assist in 42 games. Yeah, uh, He has signed for Hull. Now, there are a lot of mitigating circumstances around Bolton right now, especially with the financial problems they've had. Uh, I know he was one of the, like, the only players at the start of the summer who yeah. um, who was actually still at the club. Yeah, and I know there, was a, there was a fallen out. I don't, I don't want to say because I don't know exactly, but there yeah. was a bit of falling out with uh, how he was getting paid. I don't think he was being paid on time and things like that. Yeah, And I know Josh refused to, to play for Bolton in the first game or two at the start right of the enough, season yeah, because of yeah. the dispute over that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's three goals, one assist last year in 42 games. I mean, it's not brilliant, but he was clearly very unsettled there. A lot going on behind the scenes. He's gone to Hull where uh, their manager's now Grant McCann, former Northern yeah. Ireland player. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, somebody that believes in him. My only worry about this would be that Grant gets sacked soon. They have yeah, a bad start if he doesn't the season, have a good... Yeah. And then he's stuck there with somebody who doesn't necessarily believe in him as much yeah anyway what do you think of that one championship to championship stand at that level or would you do you think he'd, he'd have been better going down to league one getting mm. starting every week and maybe getting a few more goals well i think this is like one of the interesting ones that i couldn't really pinpoint exactly what i feel on it because i think it's a good one in the sense that he's got out of a bit of a sticky situation they could only feel i think it was like three senior outfield players in their last game that they lost five nil or something i think in they that did. game they, they played Tramir, yeah and they so from wickham as well yeah i mean it's just the, it's a real i mean it's sad to see with bolton obviously you know as a club but i just think he's got out of that situation which is the good part I think the only sideways thing I'd say about it and the reason I'd say wait and see overall is because it is kind of that sideways move. You know, he's moved to another championship club. You know, it's, to me, it's, you know, I'm not 100% sure about that now. You know, obviously, like you say, Grant McCann's manager, that could be a positive, but I think that's a wait and see one personally. You know, if he can get the minutes, if McCann will stay in the job, things like that, like you've mentioned, you know, there's a few little light things going on there that I have to wait and see on. So that's why I'm going to say that's a wait and see one. I think maybe 
if this wasn't Josh McGuinness we were talking about, I would say this is actually a bad transfer because I think at Hull he's not going to get the same minutes as uh, as what he would have done if he stayed at Bolton or if yeah. he dropped down to League One. Yeah. And it's a question of at, at Josh's age, he's, he's twenty nine. Like, do you want him getting playing every week, scoring goals, maybe even dropping down? Like when he was at Charlton uh, in League One, he did quite well, scored a few goals, got his move up to the Championship. Mm-hmm. But I think for McGuinness, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, that we think he's more of like an impact player yeah. for Northern Ireland now. I mean, we've seen enough evidence that he's, he's not good enough to start week in, week out. Yeah. Not week in, week out, because Northern Ireland don't play week in, week <laughs> out, but every match for Northern yeah, Ireland. Yeah. We, and, you know, even just take this group as an, as an example, the first three matches, he came off the bench and had an impact, and he earned his right to start in the fourth mm-hmm. match in Belarus and was ineffective. So I think maybe Josh McGuinness coming off the bench for Hull, being the impact sub for them, and basically accepting at his age that he is that type of player. And that's his role, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be good for Northern Ireland because I think that's a role he'll, he'll have to play for Northern Ireland. That's and interesting, I'm sure yeah. he'll get more starts for Northern Ireland. But, yeah, um, I, uh, yeah I just think with McGuinness, he, he's an impact sub now. And, yeah. and and he's a good impact sub. Something we, we always see, like, when Northern Ireland do quickfire interviews with players and they ask, like, the generic questions such as, who's the quickest player on the team and you say Josh McGuinness and everyone's a bit surprised because we don't really see that from him. Yeah, you never I see mean, his pace really. Yeah, you never really see him running in behind and when he's starting but actually in the games where he's come on and had like a physical impact and he's got pace and you can see his strength and you think, oh yeah, right enough. That's, yeah, I can, can see, see now see where that's coming why. from. Yep. So um, maybe, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. I mean, it's, he's going to spend a season there. Let's hope McCann stays in the job, yeah. gives him his chance and so wait and see on that one. Wait and see is yeah, what I think on that one, yeah. Okay. Uh, next one is Gavin White, who has gone from Oxford to Cardiff. So last year signed for uh, signed from Crusaders into Oxford, so he played f- uh, full time football for the first time. Uh, had a decent enough year in League One, uh, seven goals and five assists. I know he's a player that the manager there, Carl Robinson, rated quite highly, and he wasn't happy that the fact that Gavin was coming away with Northern Ireland for like friendly matches because. Of course, League One don't stop for international breaks because yeah, they don't have enough players yeah, to do it. Exactly. Um, so he was quite angry that like maybe Michael was taking Gavin away and not playing him, whereas right. they were playing important matches. And there was a bit of a dispute over that. So he got seven goals, five assists last season. Uh, play, I think he was more or less a, a routine starter in that team. I know he's dropped for a few games, but you know those leagues, there's 24 teams, it's a long season. Yeah. You're playing a lot of midweek. You've got the Cups as well. So... Uh, he did make an impact. I was surprised. I thought he'd maybe do another year in League One. Mm-hmm. Um, but Neil Warnock at Cardiff. I mean, that's that's a positive that he's uh, that he's seen the talent in Gavin. And he ac- actually, I, I did read up in this transfer. Neil Warnock was scout- scouting another Oxford player that he signed, and actually only really came across or only really thought about Gavin White as a result of like watching the matches where that other player right. was playing. In. So he's clearly so, had so an impact he clearly there. caught his eye. Yeah. Um, Neil Warnock's been quite glowing in his in his assessment of him so far. I know he he started the last game. He came off the bench. Uh, sorry, he started two matches ago. Came off the bench on Saturday. So, okay. like in a long long hard championship season, he's going to get minutes for a team that's looking to get promoted. So, mm-hmm. what do you think of that one? Well, I think Gavin White's a really interesting one because we've obviously pointed his name out a few times on the podcast before because we've seen good signs that you know what he was kind of given at Oxford, um, and we were looking at him saying you know what this guy maybe should actually play more for us you know because he's showing some lively signs there in League One, but. I think for me, this is a actually quite a big money move actually for Oxford. You know, I think yeah, this is one that you have two million. Two million yeah. So you're gonna have to look at that, and, and for me, that's a wait and see. Just okay. because he's taken that step up, he's now in the championship. He's at a big club. I mean, no matter what you say, Cardiff are a big club. They, definitely are, they yeah. were just in the Premier League. It's a massive stadium they've got, and everything, and they've got the facilities there for him to really shine if he can get the starts. But I just think it's the starts. If he can get those starts, 
that's where the question mark is for me, you know. So I think this is a wait and see one, but it's quite an exciting one, and it's like a refreshing one to see as, as Northern Ireland fans. Yeah. Seeing Gavin White getting that step up, seeing a manager like Neil Warnock, who's been in the game for years now mm-hmm. and managed at the top level, to see that he's had an eye on, on Gavin White and, and seen something, mm-hmm. that's exciting, I think, for Northern Ireland fans. And that's one to look at and just wait and see for me, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. And the thing is, you know, I'm just having a look at the, the Cardiff team at the weekend here. Um, and who, who they played so like their wingers <laughs> they played were uh, Mendes Lang and Junior Hoylet both those guys played pretty well in the premiership last season mm-hmm. despite them getting relegated I mean they'd certainly held their own Cardiff yeah, yeah. a bit unlucky with decisions maybe to get relegated yeah, so potentially. He, he is going to find it tough to kneel down a starting place there but yeah. Neil Warnock's shown that he's not going to spend two million on the guy just to have him on the bench and you know if they could get back up to the premiership and Gavin White impresses you know we could find ourselves ourselves with another premiership player I don't I don't know exactly what the odds are that they're going to go back up but they're you know they're a promoted team yeah they've and, always got a chance and I know a lot of people said last year they're full of championship players and didn't give them a chance but they're actually very close to stand up they made much more of a festival than they did, some other yeah, teams yeah they did they had so, a go at it yeah. so from that perspective that, that could be exciting potentially get another premiership player there but again he's going to have to when he gets his chance he's going to have to come in and score goals yeah, and take his um, chance yeah. seven, seven goals in league one in uh, well, like thirty odd appearances, yeah. like it's it's good, but it's not like you know Mohamed Salah. Yeah, it's not crazy it's numbers, not you know. Hazard, yeah, yeah, numbers like that, yeah. you know. So he is going to have to, I think, add a few more goals to his game, at yeah. least sort of match those numbers in yep. the championship this season. If he's to either stay there or go up with Cardiff, but I think so. Yeah. I think it's a wait and see. Yeah, wait and see on that one. Uh, I think. It's it's exciting that that and. Uh, Say what you like about Neil Warnock. I don't really like him, but he's an experienced manager. Yeah, he's a good manager. A he's good at what he does. Yeah, he's seen a lot over the years. Yeah, yeah so yeah. wait and see on that one. Wait and see. I yeah. think again for Gavin White. Yeah. Okay. On a similar note, similar player, Paul Smith at yes. age of twenty-one years old has gone from QPR to Wickham and Loan. So uh, a lot of QPR fans do quite like Paul Smith. I know we have a friend who's a QPR fan as well. Yes. Um, it's quite keen for him to like Paul, yeah. to get the minutes. Uh, a lot of QPR fans are, are are quite bemused at the fact that he hasn't really gotten his chance. Or there is a reason for that. You know, he mustn't be performing in training or he mustn't be performing when he gets a chance. Or maybe he's just yeah. not ready yet. Yeah. Um, but he went on loan in the second half of last season to Accrington Stanley in League One uh, and actually did fairly well. Neil down a starting place there along with Billy Key, another Northern Irishman. Um, and he scored. He scored three goals and got five assists in that sort of six month period. Um, so maybe it's fair to say, at twenty one years old, I think League One is probably his level. I think getting a good season there. There are some good teams in League One. That's not a bad league. Um, you know, there are teams have come down from the Championship that are good sides. And I think going to Wickham, he scored in his debut there, got an assist recently as well. Um, is starting for them, although he's been he's been hooked off a couple of times. So mm-hmm. I think maybe. Yeah, maybe just wait and see on that one, yeah? I think potentially wait and see. I'd probably even lean towards saying that's a pretty good transfer just yeah. because we've seen that the move benefited him last time, obviously, when he was away. I think, you know, it's a bit bit frustrating on so, in some ways because I think this guy's clearly clearly liked and QPR fans seem to voice their opinion on him quite loudly mm-hmm. that he is a liked player and that he, he has something to offer. But I think you, you can't really look at that and think, you know, that's a bad move at all. I think that's either, like you say, wait and see or just a good move, you know, because he's going to get minutes. You know, he's mm-hmm. gonna get the time and I think he's got he's definitely got some goals in this game. So yeah. I, I think that's a pretty good one actually, I'd say. I'd say that's a good move. I think as as after his debut, because I was I was quite keen to lo- sort of see the goals he scored. Yeah. Uh, I was just searching him on Twitter and it was a Wickham fan had come up with a tweet. I can't remember exactly what it was, so I'll probably paraphrase it, but he, he was joking that uh I think I put it on the Spirit of twenty sixteen Facebook page. It was like 
Uh, I always wondered what Barcelona fans um, felt like watching Messi week in, week out. Just seeing Paul Smith make his <laughs> debut, and I know the feeling. Well, there you go. So, yeah. That's just um, what I've said. I mean, if, that, if there's any sort of truth to that, then we can be yeah, very excited. So, basically, we've got the next Messi. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I mean, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah no pressure. I'm definitely going to clip, yeah, gonna clip <laughs> that. <laughs> we'll yeah. for that in a few years when he can't make the squad. He's like playing at Linfield or something. Oh, <laughs> I, no, I really do hope he does well. I think I speak for a lot of Northern Ireland fans when I say that. Yeah, you know. absolutely. And I think, yeah, Wiccan, that's probably a good move for him. Get a season in League One. If he can score goals there, then there's no reason why QPR shouldn't give him a chance next year. Whether yeah. they're in the, in the, we don't know where they're going to be. Probably still in the championship. They've sort of lingered in that league for a while now. Yeah, so it's been lingering. Yeah. There, yeah. Um. So 21 years old. There's no rush for him to be playing championship football every week. So I think happy enough for him to drop down to League One. Yeah. Totally. So I'd say yeah, probably wait and see. But yeah, it's a good transfer compared to staying at QPR. It's definitely a good it's transfer. definitely good. Yeah. He's at least going to get minutes. Yeah. So uh, Connor McLaughlin's next one on my list. Uh, 25 years old, so moved to Millwall a couple of seasons ago after the uh, after he played a big part in getting Northern Ireland to Euro 2016. Euros, of course, yes. Called, uh, called a lot of teams' eye, and he was yeah. at Fleetwood before that, and yes. I know a lot of championship teams were looking at him. So Conor McLaughlin, he went, to, he went to Millwall, started there for a while, and then just lost his place, and yeah. right back's one of those tough ones, you know, at centre-half or centre-midfield, there are plenty of different partnerships that you can... Um, you can be involved in, you know, you can change that about. If you're if you're dropped in midfield, you could be back in the next week. Whereas yeah. at right back, if you're dropped, it, it's pretty tough to regain your place. I mean, maybe there's just a, a good player coming through there. I'm not exactly sure who was playing above him, but he basically wasn't getting football at Millwall, so he's made the step down to Sunderland in League One. Um, it has been starting there. I think he started left back at the weekend, but has okay, been starting right back. Now, Sunderland's a team that you would say, I mean, they came quite close last year. Did they lose in the playoff final yeah, or semi-final, maybe, was it? Charles, yeah, it was Charles. Charlton. I can't remember whether it was yeah. the final. I think it was the f- yeah, playoff final. I think final. it was the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he joins Tom Flanagan and Will yeah. Rigg there, uh, yeah. obviously, his, his, his teammates for Northern Ireland. Yeah. Uh, w- yeah, what do you think of that one? Do you think season in League One, p- good chance of going up, playing championship yeah. football, proving himself there? I think 25 years old, probably a good move. I actually think this is potentially the easiest one on the list. I think this is a good move. Yeah. I think this is just, a, it speaks for itself. He's going to go play football. Again, they're going to have a chance of going up. He wasn't playing at the Millwall. This is the easiest one for me. It's, it says everything for itself there. It's a good move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially for Connor himself, who's lost his place in the Northern Ireland yeah. team. I mean, he was pretty much after the Euro 2016 qualifiers, after he was playing so well there. He wasn't playing any football he anywhere, really. And he was, dro- he was dropped for the country yeah, as well. Exactly. So, I mean, he, he's a player that he actually has really impressed me most of the time he's played for Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, he was sort of made the scapegoat in that Poland game at the Euros just he because was, we played that yeah. mad 5 4 1 formation yeah. and there was nobody out there giving him a hand. I know. And I think just like a good winger came up against yeah. him and he was, yeah. he, he was sort of victim of yeah. the formation changing for the next game and the success we had in that next game yeah. with Ukraine. Never really good playing at the Euros. No. But I think that, I think he, if like an, a fit play, Conor McLaughlin playing every week. Mm-hmm. Probably is the Neil Don right back for us. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like probably the only one I could really think of. I mean, obviously we, he's a limited fullback, not yeah. in the sense that he's limited in terms of his ability. Just the actual role he, he is as a fullback. He's a limited fullback. That's his role. You know, I mean, he's not exactly someone who's going to bomb forward, no. deliver a. Lethal. Although he did not make two German players, he has done yeah. that. So we can add that to his uh, his list there. But um, <laughs> he's not going to whip in a Trent ball, and he's not going to yeah. defend like Iron Wan Do you know yeah. what I mean? So he's just he's kind of finds himself in that awkward middle grind as a, as a fullback so I mean I don't think you can really expect like all this crazy stuff off him I think he was the scapegoat in that Poland game but uh, like you said this is a good move for the guy simple as that yeah. you've covered your bases there with pleasing Liverpool and United fans uh, yes. yeah you've got to be careful with that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no fair enough yeah no I completely agree with you I, I don't want to talk about Germany the Germany game itself but I will say one thing right now there's probably three options you could shirt Dallas 
Conor McLaughlin, Michael Smith. Yeah. If if Conor McLaughlin plays every game for Sunderland up until that game, which is three weeks away, would you start him? There's definitely a case for. It. I mean, I mean, he, he might go even Michael Smith. He could go Smith again, but I he, he might get a start. You know, he might get a start. He, I don't know if Smith or him is the more defensive fullback, but I think he'd go for the defensive option Sim- anyway. Similar enough fullback. Similar kind of fullbacks. Yeah. The, the thing I would say is probably McLaughlin's playing at a slightly higher level. It's yeah, than Hearts. Than Hearts. And yeah. also he has come up against good opposition before. And he's I mean, played in the Euros for us, so we can't he's forget potentially that. Up against, yeah. I mean, Sané's out, but I think we were talking, it might be Royce there. Could be, yeah. It could be Timo Werner in the wing. Yeah, Julian Brandt. He's going to be up against a yeah. good player. Michael yeah. Smith at, what, 30, 31 years of age, has only really played in the Scottish Champions, yeah. or in, or in yeah. the SPL. Yeah. So there's a worry about that. I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll delve into that debate a lot further. No, definitely, yeah. On the preview podcast. That's an interesting come. one, nonetheless, you know, that, that mm-hmm. position, I think, for that game. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, next one, I think maybe the most interesting one on this list is our goalkeeper Billy Peacock Farrell so he was at Leeds last year started the season and made a few mistakes was dropped at Christmas I think Bielsa brought in is it Kiko Casilla from Real Madrid Kiko Casilla is the guy yeah yeah. Yeah. so he brought in Billy lost his place at Leeds so there was always going to be a question of whether he would he would leave Leeds and go to another team yeah I thought it would maybe be another championship team. Where he can play him in it. Yeah, where yeah. he can play. But yeah. he's gone to, uh, bizarrely, he's gone to Burnley. Here's the thing. I think this is a... I Two and a half million. A, yeah. Most expensive player of the window. Yeah. Far away. We haven't mentioned too many on this list that are bad transfers. I don't know if we've even had one yet, but I think this is a bad... I think this might be a bad one. Yeah, there's definitely... I, I just don't see this guy playing about, uh, ahead of Nick Pope. And then you've also got Joe Hart still mm. there. Yeah. Obviously, still Tom there. Heaton left because Tom Heaton knew that Pope was going to be the number one. Yeah. You know, Tom Heaton was aging. Pope's at a good age, like 26, 27, Pope. I don't see how this how Bailey gets in the team ahead of Pope. Pope's a great keeper, you know, for Burnley. He's been really reliable before for them. This worries me a little bit because I yeah. don't think Peacock Farrell will play many games. And even, I'm, I'm, I mean, the cup games as well. I think yeah. Joe Hart will probably Joe play Hart'll the cup play games. The cup, think, so yeah. this could be a situation where he doesn't play any football this season. Mm-hmm. And that's a worry to me. I think it's a bit of a surprising one. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly why maybe it happened. But I, I, I like you say, a championship club for me would have been the, the ideal move. You know, play you know thirty plus games a season. You know, but it definitely, it definitely does come across as a strange one. I mean, the one thing I would say is, for a third choice keeper, Burnley have spent two and a half million on him. I mean, Burnley aren't the type of club that have that money to just like throw about on anyone. Yeah. Um, it, it is a strange one because obviously last season they had uh, they had Heaton, Hart, and Pope. Yeah. All but Pope was the, out all, all season. Of course. Yeah, yeah, Pope was out all season. But I think Burnley generally do like to have three goalkeepers. They do. Yeah. Uh, if you look at like Liverpool. Andy Lonergan's third choice keeper on a free probably never going to have to use him United I don't know if Lee Grant's still there Lee Grant's was, still there he's yeah. our third choice he was yeah. signed third choice yeah. on a free as well yeah. or maybe it wasn't I think a free, it was, was I think it, it like, was a free I think we picked him up on a free I think okay. maybe he'd just been released from Stoke or something yeah. Yeah. yeah and you look at Man City they've just I think they've just signed Scott Carson again yes. on a free as yeah. a third choice keeper so it's weird that you know you think if Liverpool United and City, all these like massive cash rich clubs, yeah. don't have the money to throw a bike yeah, on a third choice keeper. Free, yeah. Then why why are Burnley doing it? And it's a bizarre it, it, one. It, I think. it is strange. And the only thing I might I, I could say in his defence or in in defence of this transfer is that maybe he wants to keep Joe Hart for a season, let Billy learn from him. Yeah. Although I don't the know what he's going to learn. Been, yeah, I don't know if I'm not going to learn so much. The, I just think, I think it's the, the exact opposite of what he does. <laughs> but no, Joe Hart is an experienced goalkeeper. Yeah, of course, he, he has yeah, been a really a good keeper. Yeah. Um, even if his his body's not physically good enough, he has the mentality. He, you know, he's he's quite a well respected guy. Yeah, certainly was in the England squad. So, it, it is a strange one. He's not going to get much football this season. 
you'd hope that um, I'd say Nick Pope. I mean, what do you have you any idea what age that guy is? I think he's Nick Pope's 20. I think Nick Pope is 26, 27. Okay, I, I thought think he's gonna be even slightly younger than yeah, that. Yeah, the, the, the way he's playing, the way he was playing before he got yeah. that injury. He's going to be Burnley's keeper. He's for the a next great keeper. Five years. He's one. The, he's one of the best. He's one of the top eight keepers in the Prem. I okay. think personally, I think he's a really good keeper. So I just can't see Billy getting into that team. I'd, I'd really struggle to argue with that, but maybe if he does sort of learn from Hart this season and next season he does come in and plays League Cup and FA Cup, maybe. Yeah. But even at that, you know, it's it's going to be tough for Billy to ever show himself as good enough to be to be better than Nick Pope. I think yeah. Nick Pope's picked up like a pretty hefty contract as well. He's yeah. pretty much been told that he's, he's the number guy. one. He's the guy. But yeah. Dyche must have sold something to him. So yeah. let's, I get, yeah, I, like every transfer, let's just wait and see. But I think if we, we have to have a bad one, it probably is. That's, that's the bad probably one. probably is yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, just want to do a quick one. Uh, Daniel Ballard has gone from Arsenal to Swindon on loan in League One. Yep. A guy that has captained some of the youth sides at Arsenal. Clearly a highly rated player there. Is going to go there and get games every week. Uh, not a player we know an awful lot about. He's never played for Northern Ireland, so good one. I think we make this quick and easy and say that's a good one. He's going to play football for a senior side. That's spot basically on. all I can say on that one. 19 years old, playing yeah. week in, week out at League One level. Yeah. I think that's spot on. That's going to be really good for him. Works for and me. And who knows, you know, even if he can... It, at Arsenal, it's, it's one of those you know clubs where if he gets sold on, he could go down to like lower level Premier League. Could do. Which could massively benefit us, whereas, you know, if, if he was at a... Uh, I don't know, a low, lower, like a Burnley or somebody, I was going on loan, I'm coming back, and then maybe drop down to the championship. So for the future, I think it's positive that he's yeah. highly rated at Arsenal. Yeah. And the fact that he's been there is going to certainly carry him for a few years to a few decent clubs. And then yeah. after that, it's, it's up to him to, to show himself. Yeah. Last one, uh, not a transfer, but Kyle Lafferty at the age of 31 has been released from Rangers. So he signed for about, I think it was about, was it a million or three quarters of a million? Something last like year? that, around that. Signed from Hearts, but it was yeah. a decent enough fee, yeah. only for Rangers to be paying. Yeah, yeah. Um, was coming in, was supposed to sort of uh, fight with Morelos um, to get that to, uh, to play up front, basically for Rangers. I think they played together a couple of times. Yeah. Obviously, in January, Rangers signed uh, Jermaine Defoe. Uh, he's come in and done really well for them, scoring yeah, every week. Uh, him and Morelos. Already, Morelos yeah. plays one week, gets a hat trick. Defoe yeah. plays the next, gets a hat trick. Like yeah. he had no chance there, but. Uh, Stephen Gerrard was actually quite scathing in his uh, analysis of Lafferty. He was um, he was asked a question. He basically said, you know, what, why didn't it work for Kyle? And he said, you have to ask Kyle. So without actually coming out and saying his attitude was wrong or he, his application wasn't where it should be, you know, he's it, there. And we know there's there always has been a cliche around Lafferty. Maybe some of it's been unfair, but it doesn't come from nowhere. There's no smoke without fire. Mm-hmm. Every club he's been to, he's either caused problems or he's been sold on fairly quickly. I mean, he seems to be like... Uh, one thing I will say, what Jared said about him, was that he's a big character in the dressing room, but at this club, you have to be ruthless. And yeah. At 31, Kyle's no club, still is no club. Uh, is he done internationally, do you reckon? I know that might be harsh, but what do you think? I th- yeah, I think it is harsh. I think, you know, for me personally, I've seen a few Northern Ireland fans saying the same thing. I think it could be his time coming to an end, and this is just an example of, of his time coming to an end, you know. He's never really, for me, been at a club and just put the goals away you know he's, he's always there's always been something else going on in the background like you said some reason for a bit of a bust up or a fallout and a reason for his departure it's just one of those players that always brings something added that is a bit untoward and just it's it's not 100 percent. he's never 100 percent for me you know at these clubs and he's never i think he obviously he's had brilliant moments for us he's had some amazing memories with kyle yeah. and i'm not this isn't like a big goodbye to kyle Afford no. or anything what? but i just yeah. think we are looking at a time now where kyle Afford would be fizzled out of this team it's already starting to happen um i just think with kyle you know 
thanks. You know, he's done some incredible things for us. I'll never yeah. forget some of the goals he scored for us, and he, he has scored a lot of goals for that us. That guy, like, basically single handedly took us to Europe. He did, he did. I know yeah. Davis was playing really well, but I that know, guy, but Kyle, that guy I mean, put in like a David Healy incredible campaign, yeah. Yeah. scoring the goals that took yeah. us to that. So, like, whatever he does, whether he wastes the rest of his career doing stupid things yeah. for me, he's always going to be a legend for yeah, Northern Ireland. Yeah, 100%. Like, I qualified us for our first ever Euros, our first major trophy since. Yeah. Uh, 1986, yep. uh, the World Cup of Mexico. Incredible, yeah. So for me, like that guy is is definitely. I'll always, always remember him. Heart. I yeah. love. I really yeah. do love Kyle, but yeah. there definitely is something. He has the ability, you know, he really does, and he's just never fully applied himself. Yeah. You saw when Michael O'Neill actually got in his head, made him believe that he was a good player for that campaign. He, he, he put the goals away. He was like, he was a really good striker. If he was playing like that every week, he would play in the Premier League. He would, he would play, he'd play yeah. for a Premier League finish, and he was pulling off. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know. And he was putting himself about, and he was physically good. And I do think Kyle loves playing for Northern Ireland more than anything else. But yeah. his body is is just yeah. not physically up to it right now. Yeah. And even when the chances have fall, fallen to him, as we've seen recently, yeah. he hasn't really taken them. Yeah. So it's always been a consistency consistency thing with Kyle, and the only period of consistency he had was during those qualifiers, and we saw. You know the real, you know the Cal Lafferty that we wish we saw yeah. all the time, and I just think it's always been a consistency thing. I think it's probably his time slowly coming to an end. You yeah, know? and there'll probably for the next few years always be a place for him in the squad. I mean, we're yeah. certainly not in a position to say to him, "Right, goodbye. We don't want you anymore. Yeah. We don't have the strikers yeah. to do that." He does offer something a bit different to everyone else. You know, yeah. he's, he's he's a target man. He, he, can he throws himself about. Can well, hold the ball he? up relatively yeah. well. You know, yeah. can get in defenders' faces. Can yeah. make it awkward for them. But in terms of starting, I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, for Germany again, don't want to delve into too much detail. But Washington, McGuinness, yeah, uh, who else is there? Um, there's I mean, somebody's gone yeah. out of my head. Well, um, when we even talked about Paul Smith as well. Yeah, yeah playing a Paul role. Paul Smith, up, yeah. um, Washington, Washington, McGuinness. I'd definitely yeah. be considering starting those two ahead yeah. of him. Um, and yeah, with ten minutes to go, maybe you bring on Kyle, get the fans lifted. Yeah, that could be. But I think that's his role yeah. now. I think, I think it's just a reliance thing. We're not yeah. going to rely upon him anymore. You know, he's yeah. not going to be our number one guy to go to when we're in a bit of an issue. You know, I just think that's the situation with Kyle. You know, completely agree. So, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Happy enough. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, there's your little transfer update. Anyway, so nine players have discussed those there, and whether we think they're a good, bad, or indifferent transfer. Um, make sure you like the Facebook page, uh, follow us on Twitter, Spirit of 2016 Pod. Um, this podcast will be going out on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. So, whichever is easiest for you there. I know a lot, uh, most of the people listen on Spotify. I'm sorry, on SoundCloud. But maybe if you you're, you have an iPhone, it, it'd be easier for you to download the podcast app and just listen to it from there. Uh, pretty much, you know, everyone can access Spotify. You don't need a subscription for that. So, nope. uh, for podcasts, you could just click on that and there might be some ads or whatever if you don't subscribe. But, um, you know, anyone can listen on Spotify as well. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see you again for the preview podcast for Germany. Uh, so that matches in three weeks' time. We'll probably try and get that out about a week or so beforehand. Certainly when the squad's announced, um, we'll be able to talk about that game in a lot more detail. And I'm really excited for that because that's yeah. that's a Cannot massive wait. game for us. Cannot wait for it. We're going to it. It's a yeah. complete free hit for Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so excited. And I'm going to stop now because yeah. I'm going to talk about that forever. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Nib, again for coming on. No problem at all. Um, I've been Andy Bell. And see you again for the podcast for Germany. Bye-bye.